Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm not doing the whole wind-up. It's Friday. It's Locked on Mavericks. You know what you're listening to. I'm Mike. He's Jake. Uh, there's 65 previous episodes, if you're worried about the uh, the formatics. <laughs> Here's what you need uh, to know. <clears throat> it's every day or four times a week. We keep you updated with what's going on in the Mavs world, and we do it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. it's uh, We're going to entertain you. We're going to dance for like 15 to 20 minutes, try and keep you... Uh, engaged for that amount of time about a uh, a basketball team that probably doesn't deserve your time but we're here for you there's a locked on cowboys as well i'm sure you're more into that at this exact moment mm-hmm. um and uh subscribe rate and review you know do all those nice things that nice people do because uh we don't do this for a lot of money uh we don't ask anything from you um shout out to uh to your girl if she uh left the sink dripping and all mm-hmm. the cabinets open last night Mm. She's the real MVP. Mm. Really on top of it. Just a solid, solid uh, homemaker. Um, all right, let's pick up where we left off yesterday uh, here in about two minutes. Um, if you don't mind, we could start out with what last night's win did to the Mavericks' win, or last night's loss. It's a win in some eyes. Uh, <laughs> did to the Mavericks' uh, win projection, according to 538. So all the hand-wringing we've done and all the, uh, the minor freakouts, um, because I do see icebergs ahead on the horizon, um, still factors into the entire, uh, the entire casserole, which means that the Mavericks are currently the worst team in the Western Conference. Uh, they're a half game back of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves with a .306 win percentage. What uh, last night's loss did was knock their win projection down to 30 wins, according to 538. So I just thought it was like a silly kind of, you know, whatever. Um, you're going you're gonna to lose to teams that are better than you every once in a while. Um, but I'd be comfortable with 30, I think. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that <clears throat> while the Suns might have a better collection of young players, they are not better than the Mavericks. No, they're not better at winning games. So Their, their portfolio is better. Right, and especially if you have both teams fully healthy, which really J.J. is a top-six player for the Mavericks right now. Curry is acquitting himself nicely in that role. But still, um, there was a time last night when Nicholas Prasino and Pierre Jackson were on the floor together. Yeah. So that's that's, that's not uh, ideal. And Mm -hmm. if both teams were fully healthy and both teams, you know, at the end of the year once they had both played their relative balanced – as balanced as a schedule can be without it being fully balanced, mm-hmm. the Mavericks would have won more games than the Suns. 
Yeah, and I think if, <laughs> so, Dar- if, if Darren doesn't bang his knee last night, probably. So, actually, I get why it dropped him three wins because they just lost to a team at that part of the table that is not better than they are. So, that actually makes sense to me because yeah. that that's not only one win that you expected them to get, it's one win that forecasts ahead that they may be losing other games to teams that are equal or below them at home. So, if 30 would work. Um, yeah, and if all your wins can come against uh, Eastern Conference teams, that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty perfect. <laughs> Eastern Conference teams, and I wouldn't mind somehow screwing up the Clippers, Rockets, jockeying for <laughs> position from time to time. But outside of that, yeah, and it was an exciting game. It's just you know the fourth quarter, Eric Bledsoe looked like Eric Bledsoe from four years ago, and that was that. Yep. All right. Well, uh, if you didn't listen to. Um Yesterday's episode, we basically bounced through the Eastern Conference and tried to, uh, we got assertive about it and we picked up the phone, the red phone, I assume it's red, um, and we called uh, the GMs of the Eastern Conference teams that have some, uh, it's not even extra fat on the roster, it's just, um, you know, they're a little bit more lovable uh, along the along the edges that have something uh, that they might be willing to move for a, say, a seventh overall pick, perhaps, hmm. that the Dallas Mavericks uh, might have. Hmm. Here, here, pretty soon. So we did the Eastern Conference yesterday, and uh, I left off the Bulls, the Bulls intentionally, because number one, their roster isn't that great, um, and they're doing their Bulls thing where they push for a playoff spot, um, and never really get an influx of talent, and they make bad front office decisions like Rajon Rondo and yada yada yada. But it came out yesterday uh, via a couple different sources that. Uh, they're uh, they're taking calls on Jimmy Butler, um, and I think I know the pretty simple answer to this. But uh, Jimmy Butler does he fall in the same little canoe that we put Bradley Beal in yesterday in terms of I'd give multiple firsts and uh, and whatever it would take to match the salary. Yeah, <clears throat> I think he's better than Bradley Beal. So, so do I for sure. I mean. The salaries are. I think Jimmy Butler might actually make a little bit less. He's seventeen. He's yeah, because he's, I mean, he's, he's signed on the he's old West cap. contract. Yeah, he's West contract basically. It was the max at the time. Yeah. Um. But no, I'd have no problem uh, giving you just about whatever you wanted for Jimmy Butler. And the idea of having Butler and Barnes on a team together is pretty enticing. Yeah, I mean, so if I didn't have to give him up, then yeah. Right, and if you keep Wes. Um, and you've got Wes, Jimmy Butler, Barnes. Um, you're that's how you jump start. I also think there's uh, no chance that the Mavericks could put together a package that the Bulls would be enticed by. No I mean, chance. I think there's something in there if you give up this year's first round pick and 2019 first round pick, and you throw in every young player you have that's of some value. That means Dwight Powell, Seth Curry. Justin Anderson, I think that would get them kind of interested, but I don't think you're going to be in the top three offers in their queue. That's the thing, because yeah. Sacramento, or not Sacramento, but Boston, yeah, Philadelphia. Boston should, should be in on that. <laughs> they should have done it with already. With swiftness. Yeah, they should have done it last year, <laughs> uh, so quite honestly. Yeah, just other teams have better, have better war chests. Other teams have much more toys to play with. 
Yeah, um, other teams have um, picks plus players that people actually want, like right. Marcus Smart or Isaiah Thomas or Jaleel Okafor or Nerlens Noel or yep. Dario Saric, plus a lot of picks. The Mavericks have some picks and some rotation players. So, yeah, I don't think there's any chance the Mavericks would be in the top three for that, but I would do just about anything to get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I'd put that in front of them. I'd make I'd make damn sure they knew um, – where we stood on that and what we were, how high we were willing to go. Um, all right, so that wraps up the uh, the East. Let's start with some of these Western Conference teams. And for this little exercise, if you didn't listen yesterday, I'll uh, I'll kick some ideas at Jake. He'll be the um, the final say. He'll be the hangman. He'll say yes or no, and uh, we kind of move on from there. And these are just players that I think I'm leaving off a lot of obvious dudes that you would go, yeah, duh. I trade a first round pick for like Boogie is not going to appear on this list because that's obvious. Um, Anthony Davis is not going to appear on this list. <laughs> um, dudes even as good as uh, Andrew Wiggins aren't going to appear on this list because I'm not going to be ridiculous uh, and waste your time with that. But let's start with uh, the team the Mavericks played last night. The Phoenix Suns, who are a very confusing team. Um, they obviously have a uh, pretty nice portfolio, but uh, their last the, some of the contracts from their last rebuild – are uh, are running up on them in terms of uh, Alex Lynn, um, so nice in terms, of, yeah, in terms of the Phoenix Suns, um, I think Bledsoe. I think I know the answer on Bledsoe, um, and that might even take two firsts. Um, but what do you say um, in starting a trade based on this year's first round pick for Eric Bledsoe? Uh, man, I mean, you would know the answer if he was. I just don't know that I trust his knees. Yeah. Because you're not getting, like I said a minute ago, you're not getting Eric Bledsoe from 2013. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was – I mean, I guess he's scoring more now, but – That's a worse to, team, though. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I mean, let's see. Oh, his PER is pretty high. He looked impressive last night. It just seems like he's fallen back a little bit. But at 27 – He's having a bounce-back year, I think. Yeah, last year a little seemed a little bit uh, – suspect but I mean he's when healthy he should be one of the top he's definitely a top 10 point guard so if Bledsoe if you think if he's healthy he's a top 10 point guard for next year he's at 14-5 and the year after that he's at 15 and then in 2019 when he's 29 he'll be a free agent I mean there can't I feel like with all these guys we're like oh they're really good but then when they're free they'll be 29 or 30 and then who knows how their body's gonna hand I mean how old is Darren Williams right now uh, Darren's got to be like 31 or 32. And Darren Williams, despite the fact that he's had a lot of injuries, is 32. He's still, right now, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it, on one hand, you think Bledsoe's like a guy who's always kind of relied on explosiveness and getting to the rim. Um, but he's also, a, you know, at least a get-by three-point shooter. Not great. He's having a down year this year. But he was at 37% last year. Um, 33 for the, you can deal with 33% from point guard. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know what? I would give up seven and some, uh, other, you know, young player filler, but he's not in the category of guys I'd give up two for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, last year there was 31 games two years ago, there was 43 games. So that's, you kind of get into a sticky situation. Basically he's, um, to me, he's Drogic with a lot more question marks 
um, and I'd rather just do Drogic <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we could. Um, but another, there's another team that might have to move. They might have to move him. I mean, yeah. They've, no, he's the odd man to, out. Yeah. He and Brandon Knight I don't think fit. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Tyson Chandler doesn't fit anything that's going on there uh, into the future. But uh, those two dudes and Tyson Chandler, the sooner they can get assets for those dudes, I think the better off uh, they'll be. And that brings us to our next uh, Phoenix Sun, um, TJ Warren. Um, I don't know how much you know about him. He's very under the radar. Um, but he's only 23 years old um, on a very affordable contract for this year, next year, and then he's restricted uh, after that. So I believe if you get him this year, you have him technically for two years, so you might be able to match any restricted offer he gets. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I know it's two years before you can get bird rights. Um, I like TJ Warren a lot. I don't know if my um, love of him – eclipses a the seventh overall pick but it's somewhere in there um I mean he's not shooting very well from three this year and if that turns back into normalcy or at least you know he shot 40 percent last year but it's not very many threes a game but 14 points um four boards uh a steal and a half and just a really really good young player um what would you say on TJ Warren he picked 14th overall a couple of years ago. Uh, I would not give you seven for him. I like the idea of what I could get at seven, but I would not be here. This is antithetical. I would not be bummed out if whoever I picked at seven turned into TJ Ward, who is uh, TJ uh, Warren, who is a starter, right, and can give you at you know in his third year at age 23 a per 36 of like you know 18 and five. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if that's what I got at seven, but I'm hoping for more than that at seven. For sure. The difference yeah. is is that that guy, the other side of it is that Warren is that right now. Yep. And yep. you would be able to, you know, put him in with your other decent starters right now. But yep. st- I still think I'd have to pass. I like the guy. Yeah, I feel like his um, his middle, his uh, his uh, middle groove of his career is very safe. Um, and whenever you do take a dude seventh overall, whether, I mean, the guy that could, there's like two dudes in this draft. There's like Josh Jackson and probably Jason Tatum, who are dudes you would draft and you would assume would have a much higher ceiling than TJ Warren, but they could also have a much further basement. Um, and would you take, you know, the middle of that career trajectory in TJ Warren? And I don't think I would, um, if they were closer to having a complete roster, maybe, um, if they just needed a small forward, but with the flexibility and not the natural fit with a dude that can shoot from the three, I don't think I'm, it's close, but I don't think so. Um, and then the, uh, the other guy on this list would be Alex Lynn. And because of the restricted free agency, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm there in Alex and Alex Lynn. What say you? <sighs> dude, I, <I'd- laughs> I'd probably give it to you for one. Really? <clears throat> because I think that if you're picking at seven, I need one of two things. I either need a big mm-hmm. that is that can play on both ends of the floor and and rim runs. Like I don't want a free throw line to free throw line big. Right. I want a big that can go to the rim and can protect the rim a little bit 
and there aren't any of those in this draft. Right. So I either want that out of the a top seven pick, or I want a guard that can separate and create. Mm-hmm. And I think that the four or five guards that can separate or create might go four or five, <laughs> like before you pick. Right. You might still get a chance at if you are willing to, you know, if you're into Malik Monk or uh, Josh Jackson, who I don't know if you consider Josh Jackson a a guard or not. He's somewhere in there. He's a two three. But I know that people that we have been hit up by a guy on Twitter who seems to have his entire uh, Twitter <laughs> presence into telling people no, stay as far away from Alex Lynn as possible. Shoot your shot. But, but I I think he's I think he's pretty good, and I think he he's athletic. I think he doesn't really fit with what they do there. Yeah, uh, he's seven one. I guess my question is, if he went in the draft right now, you know what would what pick would he be? And if and in his per thirty six is fourteen and twelve. Yeah, uh, he's having to come off the bench because they acquired Tyson. I mean, he's twenty three. I mean, he's playing. With, he's playing with bench players. That's the problem: is his age and the contract. You would not have a whole lot of time to decide whether or not you wanted to pay Alex Lynn fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah. or 18 or whatever and and that's the biggest knock on him and if there was any if there, I would way prefer Noel yeah but, that's what I but I also wouldn't be mad if Alex Lynn was my five because I just like the guy's game yeah and I'm probably would just rather take a stab at him in restricted free agency yeah uh quite honestly just to keep your best asset and um you know maybe pie in the sky grab him uh in restricted free agency um, all right, that's it for the Suns. Um, all the other dudes are super young and or Devin Booker. Um, and I ain't interested in Brandon Knight. <laughs> Sorry, I think he has the worst plus minus this year of any player in the league. Uh, and he's locked in at uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 uh, more million dollars over the next uh, three plus years. Um, so let's move on to, if this page will load, I apologize, uh, Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves, your favorites. Um, so you're obviously not going to get Carl Anthony Towns um, or Chris Dunn, I don't even think. Um, so I started at um, a topic of, of much discussion between you and I. Uh, Gorgie Jang, would you give the seventh overall pick in this year's draft for Gorgie Jang? They just signed him up to a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Locked in through 2021. See, I think he's a better player than Alex Lynn is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's and he's actually starting now. Like, right. they're deciding to start him at the five every game now. I think he's better on offense and defense than Lynn. And I like his game. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know that part of the, my – Reasoning with Lynn is that I'm getting the years that are already gone for Gorgie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's three years older. Um, so probably not. And he got – he's playing five more minutes this year, and somehow none of his numbers went up. <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you why. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Cat. But. That's exactly right. I mean, his usage is down to the lowest of his career. Yeah. So I, I think the guy's really good. I mean – 
I wish the Mavericks would have picked him when he was available the first time. <laughs> right. Which is, see, that's the everybody talks about uh, Giannis, mm-hmm. but there Giannis is a freaking white wolf, like right or white whale rather. <laughs> uh, you like you don't. Nobody knew Giannis was going to be good. Like the Bucks took a flyer on him because they sucked. Yeah. But the Gorgie got picked at twenty one. Right. And the Mavericks needed a big. He would have started his rookie year over Dallenbear. His mm-hmm. rookie year, I guarantee you, he would have started because he came into the league and his per thirty six his rookie year was thirteen and fourteen. Good God. I mean he was and he was a twenty first overall pick. That's the one that pisses me off in that draft. Mm-hmm. Not as much Giannis, but I wouldn't give you seven because of the age and that he's already locked in. Yeah. I if you said it was twelve mm-hmm. or thirteen, then yes, I absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're going to, I mean, I don't know if it, I'd call it an overpay if you start him at center going forward, but you're going to pay appropriately. Um, and for dudes that I can pay appropriately for, I can probably do that in free agency. Um, yeah. And I don't need to give you my seventh overall pick. Um, the next dude, uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to rearrange these. The next one, um, I think I know the answer is a uh, is a no, but I just wanted to kick this back and forth. Ricky Rubio for the seventh overall pick. No. <laughs> I'm just – I just wanted to put that out there for whenever they do trade the seventh overall pick for Ricky Rubio. <laughs> I still – So people I still know I said it. I like Rubio, but like I said earlier, I'm not interested in a point guard that can't shoot. Yeah. And he's not that much – um, worse of a three-point shooter than Bledsoe, but he is mm-hmm. 20% worse. He doesn't have a couple years at 37% in his life uh, mm-hmm. like Bledsoe does. And while he can create maybe as good as anyone in the NBA, I still have to consider the fact that I have a – what he's going to be playing with Wes Matthews. Mm-hmm. And even though Harrison Barnes has come a long way – I still don't he, – he's not like a trusted creator yet. We're talking about less right. than half a season. Mm-hmm. I like Rubio a lot, but I like Rubio a lot more if you're playing him next to like, I don't know, old school Dwayne Wade. who's <laughs> like yeah. a Hall of Famer, but just somebody who can, you know, somebody who can get to the rim for him. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, uh, I mean, he does do a lot defensively, but I don't know if any of it's like necessarily on ball. Um, which is probably I don't mind what, him defensively. Yeah, I don't mind him defensively at all. I just I just feel like his his steals get a lot of the love, which is natural because he's you know one of the best uh, passing lane defenders uh, in the game. But I don't know if you throw that dude into the Mavs um, whole system right now if that fixes <laughs> their three point shooting problems that they're having problems uh, defending and the dude just doesn't score and. Like, you know. isn't he just better Rondo? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's probably way more chill and better Rondo. Um, he's never, I mean, he's never played, like, an insane amount of minutes, so his assists have never gotten into double digits, but I bet he could if he played, like, 35 minutes uh, a season. Yeah, he could He could be better Rondo, basically. Um, and then the final I'm guy. I'm not giving you seven, though. No, seven ain't happening. Uh, we, can t- we can talk about some other. Uh, assets if you want. He's locked in for next year and the year after. And, and I want to be clear. Ricky Rubio is a better basketball player than Alex Lynn. And probably Nerland's Noel. That's not what I'm saying. I'm right. saying for 
what those guys do and where the game is headed and where the age is and where the contract is, I would prefer Rubio over, like, you know, some of the other guys I've said no to. I can't even remember who they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I just <laughs> – Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just good. Like, there's an overall just – I'm okay. Like, yeah. I, think I, I think I could get something more valuable than Rubio and one of these guards if one of them falls. Yeah. Um, whether it's like, you know, De'Aaron Fox or Ball or uh, Tilakina or something like that. Um, Zach Levine's next on the list. And I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, I think this t- is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just tell me where to sign. <laughs> He's having an awesome season. Yeah, I wouldn't um, play him at point guard. No, that seems dumb. Um, but you could even, I mean, you could move him up to like two or three. He could, he could play two and defend threes. Yeah. Um, and he's, he, he's locked in next year and I feel like he's kind of just now finding himself, which is super interesting, uh, to me, especially since this weird, um, quagmire of collection of talent that Minnesota has put together in their backcourt of late. Um, but he is 21 years old, will be 22 in about 60 days, um, Scoring 21 points a game, uh, three assists, three boards, um, a steal. Doesn't really block shots, but he's playing almost 38 minutes. He's getting the Thibodeau treatment this year, but um, just get Zach Levine out of Minnesota, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know it, why they do uh, – well, I do know why they do it. It's because they're about to have a bunch of deals that they're going to have to decide whether they want to pay for at one time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's – those Every, are good problems to have, but – God, I love his game. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes everything hits at once. Yep. Um, all right, here's my here's the next one, and I think this might be my favorite in terms of it could happen, and I would really like it to happen. Um, and that's it. when we move to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. And you might be able to guess, because um, this is one of my favorite dudes, um, one of the more underrated dudes in the league to me, um, Jordan Clarkson who is locked up through 2020 on 12 this year, 11-5, 12-5, um, So three years after this one, the uh, he's listed as shooting guard, but he plays basically combo guard on ball um, quite a bit. So the seventh overall pick for my man Jordan Clarkson. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a – I think that that's like good both ways. <laughs> Yeah, especially if the Lakers lose their uh, their top three protected picks to Philadelphia, I think they should be very interested in that. I mean, they're playing him off the bench, uh, and he's got fourteen, 14 raw numbers of fourteen points, uh, two assists, three boards, uh, just over a steal, and just uh, a shade over twenty-seven minutes a game, shooting thirty-five percent from threes. Always been consistent three-point shooter. Um, 34, 35 last year, 35 this year. I just really, really like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, and they've got a little bit of a – not a log jam for sure because I don't know what – there's no way they plan on, like, sticking with Nick Young for mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for too much longer. As Nick Young is 31. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And, I you know, obviously they're going to play Russell. Down, it, for the future, it's it's Russell for them. Yeah, and depending on where Brandon Ingram, Ingram. fits into things, right? Um, so, and whatever they, if they do get a top three pick this year, I'm guessing it's going to be a guard. Uh, if they do hold on to their pick this year, 
I, would, um, I think they would do that, and I would do it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a call to make. Um, that's all the Lakers I saw that would be just make you know uh, surface level sense. Um, so let's move on to the Pelicans, who I saw are allegedly trying to add Paul Millsap, which is super interesting. Um, but the Pelicans, the only player I could find the Pelicans in which I'd be comfortable moving the seventh overall pick for, or even enter that realm. And now that I look at uh, the contract and realize he's a restricted, unrestricted free agent next season, I'm probably out unless there's an agreement on a deal. Who? Uh, Drew Holiday. Oh yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I don't think I'm in on that either. I think that gets you. I think that's an interesting conversation, but I think I'm. I think I'm out unless you can get Drew Holiday and uh, and pick swap with the. Uh, with the Pelicans, because it looks like they're going to have one, two, three, four, five. Mavs are at six, seven, eight. Right now, they're projected to have the eighth overall pick, but I don't know why they would do that. Um, and then we get to a team that uh, I watched a lot of last night because I did the Spurs game, um, the Denver Nuggets. And their situation is very, very interesting because their best player, their best backcourt player, is probably Jamal Murray, uh, the rookie. But they've got Gary Harris, they've got Emmanuel Moutier, and they've got a uh, backup center um, and uh, Nurkic, who probably deserves more minutes than he's getting. And this is what Will Barton. Yeah, Will Barton, too. I I just don't like Will Barton that much. This this year has really turned me sour on Will Barton. Um, But Jamal Murray needs minutes. Um, And I don't know how I feel about Gary Harris. Um, but they got they got a bit of a, a minutes problem because they've drafted well, quite honestly. <laughs> they've hit they've hit on some some uh you know, forty first overall picks like Jokic. So which one of those dudes would you be comfortable with uh throwing that pick at straight up? Gary Harris, Moutier, or Nurkic? I don't think you can get Jamal Murray for the seventh overall. I like Nurkic a lot, but I'm not sure that he's the type of big I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good one. Gary Harris, I would probably do. Yeah, man, he's a really good scorer. <laughs> that that one I would probably do. Um, Nurkic. He's 22. Damn. Three years Nurkic in is right 22. on the line. I mean, he was picked 16th overall. Has he really done that much to improve his value from that? Like, he's mm-hmm. good, but he's on the bench now. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I guess they have started him quite a bit. I definitely think when they came here, he was coming off the bench. Yeah, they changed uh, They changed uh, that game. Um, yeah, that's right. And moved uh, – that's when they started. Joe Kitchen and Wilson Chandler into the starting lineup. Right. right. Um, I think Moutier is very interesting to me. Um. Oh, I would uh, do Moutier for sure if that's even if that's in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what their future is with him. Honestly, they don't have another like pure point guard. I guess Jamal Murray could play point guard, but He's it just depends. Though. Yeah, I know. It just depends how uh, how realistic they are with Jamal Murray because I think he's basically um, one of the top three players taken in last year's draft, and it's going to be awesome. But um, yeah, I thought they have a really interesting situation. And I might call and be like, hey, let me help you with some of this. <laughs> um, so, yes on Harris, 
not really on Nurkic, and then yes on Moutier? Yes. Okay. That's my thoughts. Um, and two more teams left. One is not really a player that I would hit straight up for um, in the Trailblazers. Um, shut up. Um, I did find something that might work, though, with the Trailblazers. If you moved uh, the seventh overall pick for Mo Harkless and Noah Vonley, what do you say on that? I like Vonley, but I don't know if I like him that much. And Harkless is locked up. I think they just locked him up. Let me check that out. Yeah, he's locked in through 2020. Yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah, I don't I didn't I didn't think I'd do that. Um and then one more team is the Kings. Um I guess the first question is would you do it for Willie Colley Stein straight up? And then the yes. second yes, you would? I would. Yes, I would. Interesting. Dude, I'm um, telling you, you just cannot find guys like th- like he may have an attitude problem, but I'm willing to gamble on a guy who has an attitude problem because he's not because he's not playing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you know whatever else. I mean, his he has no numbers, but I mean he's he's a seven foot rim runner. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he's basically Embiid last year. There's a reason he was the sixth overall pick. Yeah, no, I've I loved him in college. Like he was Bad pick one of the most fun for them. Oh yes, awful pick for them. That's they took a they took two quarterbacks in the first five rounds in fantasy football and thought they could trade one. But he's like, playing 12 minutes a night, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know that – I mean, I basically still consider him a college prospect. Yeah. No, I mean, it's very much like Nerlens and very much like Embiid last year. And he uh, would start for you next year, and then you would have two full years to evaluate him, then he would be restricted, and you would have his rights, and he would be here, and you could definitely play him next to uh, next to Barnes. I get oh, why yeah. people would be hesitant because they haven't seen enough, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm willing to bet on him. And yeah. I, know he, I know they have to trade him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really hesitant on him. What I think I would do um, is I'd start the conversation at, hey, how about Willie Colley Stein for our set, you know, whatever our first round pick ends up being, and we swap picks because the Kings are going to have somewhere between like the tenth and thirteenth pick, um, and they're probably going to think they're pushing for the playoffs um, and think it's going to be like fourteen or fifteen. Um, and I think I can still get a really damn good player at the 11th pick in this draft. So the swap? Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. swap the swap, and give me Kali Stein. Did I you think, know that his actual um, middle name is Trill? No way. I swear to you. His name is Willie Trill Kali Stein. Good God. Did he change it? Because I'm looking at his basketball reference. It says born Willie Dermond Kali Jr., then he must have, because it's on his Wikipedia page. And I think I just saw it on his... Let's see. That's incredible. Yeah. That's he must incredible. have. Well, in that case, I'll give you two firsts. <laughs> <laughs> How do you... Tra- uh, I mean, here it's making it seem like he he added the Stein. <laughs> if it was born Willie Der- Derman Colley Jr. I don't know. I have no idea how any of this and works. I've never, real- I've never looked into changing my name to Trill. <laughs> It's not in the nickname portion that you usually see on a lot of these. Right. Like, it's actually on his name. And then it's on his Wikipedia page, too. Incredible. And it's not in quotes. <laughs> There's no air quotes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, there you go. I hope that was interesting for everybody. Um, now that you got our feelings, so you don't have to uh, – every time we bring this up, um, you don't got to send a 
trade at us and ask us if we do it for the first round pick, we got you covered. Um, uh, next week, I'm sure we'll talk about some, uh, some Andrew Bogut stuff. Um, a lot of buzz about Frank uh, Tilakina um, <coughs> around the Mavericks at this moment, so we might take a look at him. And uh, there you go. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. And uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.